The following pre-recorded program is brought to you by Wrestling with the Inner Man. Welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man, because the first fight we face each and every day is a fight with our flesh. Do we listen to our selfish, sinful nature or to divine nature guided by the Holy Spirit? Your host, David Savage, is a product of the West Texas desert and energy industry who recently received the biggest promotion of his life, reporting directly to the top boss, God. We hope you're ready to rumble because wrestling with the inner man begins now. Good evening, WWM listeners. It is mid-August. And we are now on our second Summer School Series episode, where we are visiting with four women representing four different generational views to offer their thoughts and advice on the essential question of courtship and marriage. How do I find and win the right one for marriage? So my first two guests are single ladies, and my last two guests are married with children, so we will be discussing sustaining a great marriage more in the upper-level courses. Now, last week... We had Emily Nelson on representing Gen Z, our youngest generation, and therefore the one with the shortest time on the market for marriage and fewer years of experience in serious relationships. Today, we have another beautiful, articulate, smart, and single young woman (laughs) representing the millennial generation. We've been hearing a lot about millennials for some time now, and they are growing up and moving into more significant roles in society, including starting their families. She is a 32-year-old professional mental health counselor working to complete her Ph.D. and resides in the St. Louis area. Devin Seltz, thank you for agreeing to be on the show, and welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man. Thank you for having me, David. I actually like that part where you said I'm single, so I am out there and I am available. <laughs> okay, listeners, take note. Now, you got to be in the St. Louis area, so we're in Houston, so we've got uh, the miles covered. So I'd like our audience right. to... Get to know you a little about your background as it relates to courtship and marriage. And you've been out there in the the big leagues, you know, longer than Gen Z women and have more experience in seeking that Mr. Right man. Can you briefly tell our listeners a little about yourself and where you are in terms of seeking a life partner? Sure, I'd be happy to. So I grew up mostly in California, but I've lived in multiple cities, both East Coast and West. And now, as you mentioned, St. Louis. Um, So I've done quite a bit of dating. I am also a mental health counselor, so I've worked with several men and women who are seeking, you know, the ultimate goal of fulfilling that healthy relationship. Um, I myself am single. I have been married, though, and divorced. So I guess you can say I have a little bit of experience on the topic. Yeah. Uh, Well, I've been through divorce, too. And so one thing about having that experience is you really hone in on what you don't want again. <laughs> and uh, and there mm-hmm. is there is some benefit, you know, of experience. And I know yours was brief. Uh, you know, when we visited in preparation for the show, you know, I learned that you had been courted and proposed to more than once. You know, in one case, mm-hmm. you declined the proposal. And in the other case, you accepted and, and were married for that short time. Uh, so how mm-hmm. did you make those two decisions? And then maybe you could expand a little bit on what you missed, you know, on the acceptance one. Sure. So those are some good questions that probably could be a whole podcast on them. Sure. Um, Take your time. I think in in my early 20s, uh, I'll be honest, I wasn't completely sure what I wanted. Um, The man that did propose to me before my ex-husband was a wonderful individual, but there was always something that was missing for me. So I luckily had that gut feeling to kind of pull back. But as I continued to date in my 20s and 
become a little bit more self-aware of things that I was looking for in a long-term mate, I realized something that you mentioned last time in your podcast about being intentional, right? Knowing exactly what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So I started to do something very simple and I have it in my phone to, to this day of a list of my values and the qualifications that I look for in a life mate. I like it. And that truly helped me start to like manifest some of those things internally. And so in the decision, when you accepted the proposal, you, you had not had that list, uh, available yet? I had. So whenever I actually, well, not, not the first time, but the second time, correct. Okay. I had actually known what I was looking for and that kind of, I found in my last mate. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, certainly knowing what you want is so important. And that's, I think most people today in most areas of life, they don't really want to make that commitment to deciding a course of action because they always Mm -hmm. want multiple options. I don't really want to, you know, eliminate things. Uh, I think of uh, just my kids, you know, we would go to mm-hmm. these huge uh, football games and my daughter would say, well, I'll just text you. And I'm like, there's a hundred thousand people in this stadium trying to text me at the same time. We're not going to be able to communicate like that. Let's pick a time and let's meet somewhere. And, mm-hmm. you know, those things don't happen anymore because I guess, you know, the cell phones allow us to. And I, I it reminds me of, of another story that uh, Dr. Young, Ed Young is my pastor or was uh, at Second Baptist and he's. Mm-hmm. He's advanced in age, and he says he doesn't do many marriage ceremonies anymore. And the reason yeah. is that a lot of <clears throat> excuse, a lot of the younger people do not want to do the premarital counseling. And so he's standing there mm-hmm. on one of his last marriages of young people that he didn't know well, and he's looking at this bride, and she's beautiful, and the groom is very handsome, and they're they're gazing at one another with that those puppy dog eyes, and she's thinking, mm-hmm. "Wow, you know, I'll never have to work. He'll buy me everything I need." And he's sitting there looking at her and, and he's thinking, wow, sex on demand whenever I want it. She'll cook all my meals. And he said, you know what you call that? Two ticks and no dog. <laughs> and I just thought that was a great story uh, yeah. and about how people might be coming into marriage thinking right. of what they're going to get from the other person. So, Devin, right. you, you and my daughter are the same age, 32. I hope mm-hmm. you don't mind me mentioning that. Um no, that's okay. <laughs> I think it's a point in a woman's life where she is determining how many childbearing years she has left to have a safe and healthy pregnancy. So I'm sure the calculus mm-hmm. begins to feel like pressure and time is getting short if you aren't even married yet. Uh, so speaking for the, the millennial generation, how big is becoming a mother in your mind these days? And does this mm-hmm. become a compromise issue on reducing your standards for a potential life partner, like truly your wrestling match. Yeah. Um, personally, this is probably a tough reminder for me sometimes just because that was my ultimate goal, right? To start a family when I got married. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And now I'm in that phase where a lot of my friends have kids and they are settled. And so you kind of start to get a little bit of that uh, baby fever, um, but you're single. So it's, it's a struggle. I do think that the decision to have a child for millennials specifically uh, especially for women, it really differs. Um, when we were raised, a lot of us were told kind of be career oriented, you know, be your own provider, be independent. And then some of us that got the opportunity to be raised in a Christian background or with certain values kind of were able to have both or have those options. And so I think our our current culture, in my opinion, expects like a lot out of women. It's not only to be like career oriented and a provider, but also all the other things as well, too, a solid homemaker, mother, and wife. Um, So I think it can be really 
a struggle sometimes for millennials to know what to do. And unfortunately, sometimes we get to the point where we realize, gosh, we're 40 now and we don't have those options anymore. Yeah, it's funny because I was talking to my own daughter uh, about this very conversation. And she's married. She's been married for three years and they're kind of considering the uh, the start of their family. And she's mm-hmm. exactly what you said, uh, that, you know, it's career. And, and so she makes pretty good money and has the better health insurance benefits. And then her husband has a small business that he owns. And so it's it's all consuming when you own a small business. And so they're talking about starting and she's asking, well, you know, do you expect me to work? Yes. <laughs> and are you going to participate yeah. in helping raise this child? Well, I have to run this business. And so, you know, they're having those conversations. Fortunately, they're having conversations, you know, ahead of yeah. any, any decisions. But I think that's a, a very real struggle. And I, I'm very empathetic and sympathetic to it for young women, because it's, it's really a lie. It's a lie from Satan, you know, to say that you can do all this, that you can have children, even without a man, you'll just have a donor and and raise the kid yourself and everything. And there's, there's just a lot of pressure and it's, it's just not possible. So uh, Mm -hmm. thanks for being honest and genuine about that. Uh, So Proverbs, Proverbs 31 verses 10 and 11 Mm -hmm. say a wife, of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing, nothing of value. So one of my favorite shows on television is this treasure hunting show on the History Channel called The Curse of Oak Island. Have have you heard of this show? I have not heard of this show, but I I looked it up after I I heard about it. It, It's it's fascinating. My wife thinks it's ridiculous because they just keep digging up sticks and mud, but there's clues, but but what fascinating what i find so interesting about the show is the variety of tools and technology they use to try to determine where this treasure is buried and shouldn't we as men have the same zeal the same commitment the same perseverance in searching for the treasure of our heart's desire a wife of Mm -hmm. noble character worth far more than rubies so if if a good godly man is out there searching exactly specifically for you, Devin, as his Mm -hmm. priceless treasure, how should he go about finding you? So I'll I'll tell you, I've done the the dating apps. I've done them on the coast, the Midwest. Um, I've tried the church single groups, uh, and I have not found my person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that doesn't mean I give up hope because you got to remain hopeful because God does have a plan for us. Um, but I've kind of now decided to direct my focus to interest groups and things that I enjoy activity-wise, where the pressure might be a little bit less. You can build a friendship with the person beforehand and kind of start to create a beginning foundation, possibly, for the relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I've started to direct my focus. But yeah, it, it can be tough out there. Do you pray? Do you ask God to help lead you to that person? I, I do. You know, my prayers actually have gotten a lot more consistent, I would say, with that request, because beforehand, I don't know, I just, that wasn't part of my daily prayer. And, you know, I'm at that phase, like you said, where you start to think of family and what you want next and, you know, how long you have. And that is my, that's a daily request that I ask of God, you know, bring me the right person, bring me the right man. That's excellent, because really, as Christians, 
and you and I are both Christians, that's where we should go mm-hmm. first with our requests and our petitions instead of trying to uh, you know, figure it out on our own. And I'm glad to hear that you're doing that. I, I had counseled my daughter you know, the same way. And it is tough. It's just tough to meet people yeah. out there. I don't know what the, uh, I, you know, like I said, I'd, I'd gone through a divorce. I found myself single again at 40. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> what am mm-hmm. I going to do? I just want to be with my kids and my family. And what was kind right. of... Uh, unexpected for me, you know, is, you know, my children were six and eight years old at that time. And, you know, so they're taken away from you and then you're the single guy. And then all of my married friends, the, the wives didn't want me around because, you know, they felt like I was some kind of a threat trying to, you know, do something socially with their husband when I was single. So I was, and I don't think it was mean spirit or anything, but then I, all of my friends were married. So I I didn't even, Mm -hmm. you know, have access to my friends, you know, and I, and I didn't have a lot wow. of sing, single friends. So you're right. You have to, I think interest groups, because then, you know, if you want to go, uh, work at a, Oh, like my daughter was big dog lover, animal lover. And she was like, well, maybe I'll go work at this shelter. And then there's other pet lovers. And then you have this area of commonality, like you said, where you can kind of mm-hmm. have an interest. So what kind of, uh, interest groups have you, uh, been looking into? Yeah, good question. So intramural um, types of sports. Uh, so I've done kickball leagues. I've done volleyball leagues. Um, those are kind of just fun. I think they're very casual. And, it, you know, you're centered around someone who also likes, enjoys sports and working out, which is something that's important to me. Um, and I've, I've just met, like, a really good group of friends, which hopefully they'll even, you know, possibly pr- introduce me to someone that I also like as well, too. Yeah. So that's that's been kind of my way of navigating new things. And then, um, yeah, other just kind of fun groups that I enjoy, like meetup groups is a really good idea for people that are millennials as well, too, and new to a city. So tell me, I don't know really what what is a meetup group. Yeah, so meetup groups are really based off of like anything in particular that you're interested in, the art, um, music scene. And so you actually go and meet them at the event and kind of all gather and hang out for a couple of hours. And then afterwards, if you feel like you make a connection, you can meet up with them later. Okay. So it's I, very, like, casual. Okay, yeah. We've been members of uh, the museum district down here in Houston, and the, they have events for young singles, and they, they have, like, wine, and then you can go in, like, after hours, and it's just like a specific little mixer kind of thing. But then you have that shared interest in whatever the museum, you know, exhibit is on, so... Oh, that's great. That's great. This is yeah. helpful, I think, to uh, to the men out there searching for you because they are out there. They're looking for you. They mm-hmm. just don't know where to find yeah. you. So they got to figure out what that habitat is and you know, how to find mm-hmm. you. Um, sure. So as a counselor, oh, wait, wait, I wanted to ask you another question here. Mm-hmm. And if he finds you, this man who's looking for you finds you, and the chemistry fires you both up, how should he go mm-hmm. about winning you? What does it take? What's a winning courtship of Devin Seltz look like? Well, the most important thing I find is that he has to be actively pursuing his faith by himself. Um, I want a man who I feel like, based off of his actions, he's gone to church by himself. He is uh, immersed in the Bible and its teachings, and it was done prior to meeting me. Um, I think that's the foundation of what I'm looking for. Being family-oriented is always a plus, um, but I think also the next thing I would say is a man that wants to pursue me, a man that is 
honestly chasing me because I think that we're kind of taught right now, don't chase, you know, everything needs to be equal. Women like to be, feel pursued. They do. So men out there, please listen, take the time to be thoughtful because it really means a lot um, to the woman. And then, you know, really try and put your best effort into getting to know her more. I think that's fantastic because to me as a man, that's affirming and this show wrestling with the inner man is all about that. And men have become so passive young men, I think more so mm-hmm. because of the cultural expectations, pressures, judgments, whatever. And so women do want to be pursued. And I, you know, when we were talking, uh, you know, preparing for the show, I told you that my mm-hmm. daughter was talking about what made her husband, you know, stand out and that he actually yeah. took time to plan a date, you know, to, to, mm-hmm. to to research, you know, what she liked. And so, you know, this was a simple example, but he said, well, what's your, what's your favorite sandwich? You know, not Mm -hmm. a big romantic topic, but he goes out and buys all the ingredients and then makes her, her favorite sandwich and then takes her on a picnic, you know, that he'd planned and had other, you know, aspects of the picnic all planned. And I mean, it really made a big impression on her and it's simple. They didn't even cost anything. So guys, Mm -hmm. there's, there's a clue, but it's about, Learning, I, I, I think of it because I, I grew up in, in sales. You know, I, I worked for 31 years in sales. And learning how to meet a customer's need to provide a product or a service, you have to do discovery. You have to ask questions. Right. You know, you have to say, well, what is she interested in? What does she like to do? What music does she like to listen to? And I have mm-hmm. uh, I've built customized playlists uh, of our courtship. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I built a lengthy playlist uh, for my wife for our fifth anniversary mm-hmm. And then mm. my son, who's a sound engineer, had the recording stuff and in our home. So I, I made her like a two CD set of like a Casey Case and Top 40 with dedication oh, and poems that I'd written to her and everything. And it really blew her away. So, uh, you know, I went to some extra effort and that was for an anniversary present. But that really makes yeah. a woman feel special. That pursuit. Yeah, you have to do some intake, you know. And I think right now it's being confused that if you if you actually do thoughtful things like that, oh, it's too aggressive, oh, it's too much. And it's really not, you know, it's just a thoughtful gesture um, that I think is missing a lot of times in courtship now. Right. That the people even know what courtship is. And right. I think what a woman wants, this is my theory from charm school, is that they want to be made to feel special. Every woman, it doesn't, mm-hmm. regardless of age, I want to be made to feel special. Like I am the object of your desire. So as a counselor, I have a question for you. So I'm sure you know the importance of communication in all relationships. So mm-hmm. when you've been out there shopping for a while and you have a good idea of what you're looking for and, you know, even been through a, a brief marriage, you don't really want to waste time on bad prospects, right? You know, so time's mm-hmm. valuable and important. So how soon do you begin to have honest conversations about the different ways that you want want to receive kindness, love, and respect, and really kind of work into those conversations, you know, when you're beginning to date someone? Well, this one has taken me a little bit of time personally to master, I think, because our society teaches us to keep everything light. I mean, millennials are told, don't call a first date a date, call it a hangout, right? So don't make it too serious. So it leaves kind of the tone for the rest of the communication on those serious topics to be confusing. But I would say do the opposite. Do not do what our culture is teaching us. I mean, I would push yourself because if you believe that that person is possibly a future, you know, mate for you, why delay the conversation? The earlier you 
start and making your intentions, your standards known, the earlier you'll be able to gauge the individual's reaction. And I, I know it can be challenging. I mean, it's been challenging for myself and sometimes daunting, but I always think to myself, what do I have to lose? I mean, it, it's better for me to see earlier on if we're compatible or not and if he really believes in the same things that I believe in. Right. It's like the, my treasure hunting show, you know, so they, they mm-hmm. dig these holes and if, Hey, if there's nothing in it, they, they're moving on, you know, they're going to go look <laughs> with a different hole or a different technique or some ground penetrating radar or something. But you do, you need to be able to quickly and maybe not, you know, describe it like that, but just like, Hey, so how do you feel about kids? You know, I mean, that's just a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, but I think, uh, mm-hmm. young men today and this, this, uh, problem with passivity they're like fishing, right? You know, and you throw something in there. Oh, mm-hmm. I've spooked him. You know, he's not even anywhere near my bait anymore. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know what to tell you or other than men, listen, here's a woman telling you what they want. That's why we're doing these shows so that you can hear it directly from the source. These beautiful young women who want to be married and are looking for a mate and a man who wants to have a family. And, you know, in my mm-hmm. previous show, it was, if you're intentional about that and, and you're willing to state that up front, you're moving to the top of the class, man. You're in quartile number one, and that means you get to pick from the best. So, uh, yeah, again, and women respect you for it too, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, final thoughts or advice to conclude the show for your fellow millennial listeners out there? You know what? What advice would you like to leave for men in particular who have tuned into summer school because they they're actually maybe it's someone who's a baby in his faith, but he has actually met your criteria. He's saying. Hey, I, I'm I'm really wanting to learn more and have a closer relationship with Christ, and so mm-hmm. I realize that that's the only way to have a truly joy-filled life—one that's shared and built together with a wonderful wife, so that he lacks nothing of value. I would say for men out there, keep the faith, keep the hope. Um, there are good women out there, and I know that it can be very tough just navigating the dating scene and. And what our culture tells us, you know, we should just go based off of attraction first. I mean, I really, that can be a real struggle with these dating apps itself. It's kind of made us um, go in that direction. But men don't get bogged down by the societal pressures. Um, And remember, like, women like to be pursued. They like to feel that you are actively seeking them. Um, So put your focus and energy on getting to know her. If you really find her interesting, you know, go for it and uh, don't be afraid. Yeah, I like that Billy Joel song. Tell her about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Devin, thank you so much for agreeing to be on and, and for being just uh, genuine and sincere and just helping share, you know, with our audience. Uh, I want to also thank our sponsor, Prism Specialties. They're in the restoration business. And so if you ever have any problems with a, a lightning strike or floods, you know, they can they can restore your electronics, textiles, or artwork that may have been damaged. So call Prism Specialties if you have any of those issues that have come up and that can help you recover those valuables. If you have any questions about this show or uh, suggestions or input on other topics, please email me at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com, and I'll close here with a brief prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for Devin Seltz, and I ask for you to provide her with that life mate that, that somehow their paths might cross, maybe even this week, because she is praying and petitioning you for that, and we want her to be blessed. 
and we want that man to be blessed as well. And marriage is something that is 2,000 years old, and courtship is important. And it's never going to change, regardless of what our society says or calls it. But that is the foundation of the family. And the family is your design, your perfect design. And we just ask that you would bless her with that marriage, with that family that she seeks, and uh, that that she can just enjoy a joy-filled life in a Christian cord of three strands with you that cannot be easily broken. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. AM 1070, The Answer, Wrestling with the Inner Man. Thanks for listening to Wrestling with the Inner Man. With David Savage, we believe the winners in this ring. Courageously follow God's word. Love and protect God's woman. Excel at God's work. Batters God's world and his children. For more information, reach out to David at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. That's wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. Tune in next time as Wrestling with the Inner Man tackles more tough topics to train up a generation of better men.